0: The text for our meditation this day is taken from John chapter 18, which writes, that they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters? It was early morning. They themselves did not enter the governor's headquarters, so that they would not be defiled, but could eat the Passover. So Pilate went outside to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered him, If this man were not doing evil, we would not have delivered him over to you. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. The Jews said to him, It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. This was to fulfill the word That Jesus had spoken to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord? Or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, So, you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is Truth. After he had said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt in him, but you have a custom that I should release one man for you at the Passover. So, do you want me to release to you the King of the Jews? This is the text. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Pontius Pilate is what you is kind of an interesting character in the Gospels, and the conversation that he has with Jesus is interesting, and it is all made the more interesting when you consider Pilate's situation. Pilate's time in Judea, which is where he is the governor, was not without its challenges. He had many squabbles with the Jews of the area. And, in fact, one that happened only five months earlier than this was when Pilate had decided to set up several golden shields in his Jerusalem residence. This... These shields bore no images. They had no inscription dedicated to Tiberius, as he had done in a previous episode. But, nonetheless, it irritated people. And so Tiberius was set stuck in between a rock and a hard place. I'll explain to you why. The reason is, is because he had a spy. A very notable spy, namely Herod Agrippa. Herod Agrippa was, an, or not Agrippa, sorry. Herod Antipas, sorry. Agrippa was the other, the one that followed. Herod Antipas was spying on Pilate and looking for anything he could use against Pilate, so that he may have Pilate's territory, in addition to the territory he already had. So Pilate, so this is Pilate's situation. He could take down those shields, those golden shields, and if he does, he could if he does, Herod is going to write a letter to Tiberius Caesar, and he's going to say, talk about how Pilate is not respecting your Roman authority. Is not respecting you as emperor. Or, he could choose to leave them up. And if he leaves them up, Herod is going to still write a letter to Tiberius Caesar saying that, that Pilate has no idea what he's doing here. He's confused, he's a lost. Um, he's just a lost boy, and he's causing a riot. And, and so what Pilate ended up doing is he left the shields up, and that is exactly what happened. Herod sent a letter, and... Um, Tiberius sent a letter back that was very angry and told um, Pilate to right away take those shields down and he got in trouble. Um, to add to this, there's some more things going on. Um, there's also the reality that within recent history, a law had changed. There used to be a law that um, used to be that the Jews were able to execute people. And you can even see this depicted in um, John chapter 8 where the woman in adultery is caught. They were about to stone her to death. At that time, that was perfectly legal. legal. Until only a few months before Jesus' um, trial, the law got passed that they could not do that. So now, so in other words, the only person who could crucify, have Jesus put to death is Pilate. And again, that is reflected in the Gospel text, which was just read. And then finally, there's the fact that if Pilate messes up here, if there is one major uproar in Jerusalem, Caesar will have Pilate's head. So this is the drama surrounding and so they had Pilate and Jesus had this interesting conversation. And eventually it gets to this point where Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? That one statement is such a profoundly interesting quote. Because what is he, does he mean by this? The temptation is for us to imprint our 21st century difficulties and sensibilities upon this quote. And say, ah, Pilate was your first relativist. And so he's saying, ah, there's no such thing as truth, Jesus. Which is possible, maybe they're right. Or, I'm kind of of the mind that Pilate is not being philosophical, but rather just making an observation. I mean, think about it. He's had to deal with so much junk in Judea And right now, he knows that Jesus is brought before them, before him, to be put to death based upon lies and deceit. And he knows it is very likely that he himself is going to have to sentence Jesus to death based upon lies and deceit. And he himself is a politician. Politicians are surrounded by lies. So, very naturally, Pilate might be asking, when he's saying, what is truth? It might be simply the fact that he is so surrounded by lies and deceit that he does not know what truth looks like. Or questions whether truth, whether anybody can speak the truth or hear the truth. And I mean, is that so radical? I mean, right now, we're in an election year. And, you know, we watch the debates for the Democrats and the Republicans. And we hear all the things they see in their ads and their speeches. And you cannot help but notice the abundance of lies and deceit being poured out by the the various um, politicians. And it's not just politicians. It's us. We lie about so many different things. How many people do you think are going to be lying on their taxes this year? April 15th is not that far away. How many people lie to um, to somebody that they're interested in so they can get a date? How many people lie to their spouses? How many lie to their parents? How many of us lie to ourselves and convince ourselves that we can do things that we can't? Convince ourselves that we don't need, we are not sick when we are. Convince ourselves that we don't need a medicine when we do need it. We don't, convince ourselves we don't need to go to that, that nursing home when we do. Or maybe they are trying to convince us that we need to go there when we don't. Or convince us that when we're sick then when we don't. Or maybe it's that we lied to, or I mean look at, just look at social media. Look at our vacation pictures. How many people actually take photos, you know, take photos of them when they're stuffing their face? How many people take photos of themselves when they're drunk? How many take pictures of themselves when they're passed out? How many take pictures of themselves when they're mean and grumpy? How many take pictures of themselves when they wake up in the morning? How many take pictures of themselves while they're, taking, they're going to the bathroom? We always take our pictures when it's prepared, when it's set up, when it's ideal, when it's perfect. We don't want anybody to see the ugliness of who we really are. We live a world full of lies and deceit. And we ourselves are the chief of liars, chief of sinners, though we are. And our lies and our deceits are evidence of it. We could be very well asking the same question that Pilate asked. What? is truth. What is it? Well, the answer for Pilate was right in front of his face. The answer for you was that same person. Who? What is tr- Truth isn't so much a what, it is as much as it is a whom. Jesus is the way and the truth and the why. He is the truth. And he is the truth who sets us free. He sets us free by the washing of water and the power of the Word. He sets us free through confession and absolution. He sets us free by by his body and blood in with and under the bread and wine for the forgiveness of sins, the Lord's Supper. He sets us free by the power of Of his blood shed on the cross. He sets us free from sin, from lies, from deceit, from sickness, from death. He is the truth. And the truth is that he kept his promise. And the promise to set us free it was set forth all the way back in Genesis. Given to Adam and Eve, saying that the serpent's head would be bru- crushed, would be bruised, and the, and the offspring's heel would be bruised. It was promised to Abraham, promised to Isaac, and to Jacob, and to Joseph. It promise promised to Moses, promised to David, to Solomon, to Elijah, to Isaiah to Daniel, to Jeremiah. All throughout the Old Testament, the promise had been made that he, this truth, who is Jesus, would save the people, save the world from their sins. And our Lord kept that promise. It was fulfilled on the cross. And he is the very one who comes to you in baptism, who comes to you when the word is preached, who comes to you in the Lord's Supper. He is the one who you are branded with in baptism. That's where truth is. That's what truth is. Jesus is the truth. And that is the truth that we look to when we live in a world in the midst of lies. When we ourselves are the source of lies, we turn to the one who is truth. And we confess our sins unto him, and who him who is gracious and merciful hears our confession and forgives us and renews us. And he leads us into the life where there is no lie, no truth, deceit, and there is nothing but truth. Pilate's life was difficult, and therefore he questioned truth. Our lives are challenging and we begin to question what is truth. The truth is became flesh and blood and he shed his blood for you and you are clothed with him in baptism. Jesus is truth. To him be all glory. In Jesus' name, amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ keep you in the one true faith and the life everlasting. Amen. This recording, this was a recording of the sermon that was preached this past Wednesday for the fifth Wednesday in Lent. Um, I am Pastor Neil Wemus. I am a pastor of uh, St. John Luther Church in May City, Iowa, St. Peter Luther Church in Ocheedon, Iowa and Zion Lutheran Church in Horton Township, Iowa. Um, If you are interested in our congregations or attending, I encourage you to visit our website at www.iowaoclutherans.org. And I pray that the Lord bless you and keep you as this Lenten season continues on. In Jesus' name, amen.